ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Well, if that piece of music doesn't make you put your skates on, ice skates, uh, then nothing will. That, of course, is Ravel's Bolero. Russell Torrance from ABC Classic Mornings is with me. Uh, uh, Russell, good morning. Good morning. I thought you were going to mention the film 10, not ice skating. That's very clean. Uh, no, I'm very, no. I think I'm fixated on the 80s, perhaps. Yes, mm. me too. I remember that. Um, <laughs> look, I'm, 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 unfortunately, I'm talking about the most boring musical subject possible. Um, <laughs> copyright. That that thing, copyright, um, it's been a big year for copyright, by the way. Um, Steamboat Willie, you know, the original right. Mickey Myers mm. cartoon, it's, it came out of copyright. Um, generally, I'll, I'll just explain a bit about how copyright works. If it's a creative work, after a certain amount of time, usually a long time after the, the creator's death, it goes into public domain and it's different in different parts of the world. It's about 70 years here in Australia unless something else happens. Um, Ravel, who composed that piece of music, his music came out of copyright in 2016. Um, it's 99 years in France. But since then, there's been this legal battle to extend the terms for Bolero because it's so lucrative. Everybody knows it. People want to use it in films and adverts and everything like that. But here's where it gets a bit sordid. You know, that, that's fair enough. You know, Ravel's estate might legitimately have a claim on that. He doesn't really have an estate. He died childless. So when he died, all the, all the, the copyright, all the money for all his music went to his brother. He inherited the music. And then when he died, his wife got the copyright. She remarried. And then she died herself. So it went to her new husband, so already we're like four stages away from Ravel, <laughs> only a few years after he died. And so it's gone to his daughter um, from another marriage. So somebody who's really completely unrelated to Ravel. She is the person who held the, the copyright for Ravel's music up until 2016. And she's still alive. She's the one kicking up a stink. She's called Eveline Le Pen de Castel. Um, and her claim is that... Um, Bolero wasn't actually um, exclusively created by Ravel. It was co-created by this guy called Alexandre Benoit, who was the the costume designer for the Ballet Russe. And so he died in, 20, in 1960. So it might be until 2030 or 2059. There's a court case. You're following me, are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're following me. The, so clock, it's a bit the clock started later, in other words. It mm. did. So there's a court, there was a court hearing in Paris last week. They're going to passed down a verdict in June. They're probably laughing at this whole idea, but they're going to pass down a verdict in June about whether Bolero is going to be extended until, you know, maybe 2059, well beyond my lifetime. I don't know about you, Sally. Oh, I'm on the Mediterranean <laughs> diet with Norman Swan, so oh, well, I think I'll be kicking it. on for a while. Yeah, and yeah. meditation. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So is there, with these cases over copyright, is it just the, the country of origin or can you have different court cases in different countries depending on their rules with the copyright? I'm not a legal expert, um, but I believe that one, once one jurisdiction follows, then, then the others will fall into place behind it. Um, it's such an extraordinary thing, though, to the, the, the copyright laws exist to protect the creator, mm. 
But then it's fair that 70 years after they die, it should go into public domain and we should all be able to to use it like Mickey Mouse. That's what's mm. happening to the original Mickey Mouse cartoon. It could be remixed now. So I, I don't know the specific answer to that. Maybe somebody listening will know the answer. I know there was a really interesting legal battle in the early 2000s in South Africa um, with the song which went on to become The Lion Sleeps Tonight, which yes. ended up in the hands of Disney. That began as Mbube <laughs> in the 1930s uh, by a local South African songwriter and his family living in Soweto and elsewhere had a long legal campaign and finally got some success. But, you know, millions of dollars had been made out of that piece yeah. of music and the family really had seen very little of it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it, to think that they would be there and perhaps in a degree of poverty while mm. this money was being made elsewhere. It also happened in the 1970s. Eric Carmen, the, the soft rock guy from America, used a couple of Rachmaninoff pieces, assuming that they were in public domain, and rewrote songs based on them. All by myself was one of them. And then um, he found out that they weren't. <laughs> and so he had to do a deal. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. There you go. Uh, <laughs> be careful with sampling. That's um, it. Russell, there's some great new classical music coming out at the moment. Oh, Tell me more. Well, there always is, but I'm going to talk about Daniel Hope. He's a South African violinist. He lived in the UK for a while. He's now in Berlin and in Zurich. And he's one of those people that is just a, such a quiet achiever in the violin world. He's, he's somebody who's always looking for new boundaries for classical music. He's done a lot of Max Richter stuff. And his new album's called Dance um, and has kind of a history of dance from the medieval period right up until the present day. There's music from the 1980s there. There's, there's tango, there's rumbas. Um, he's with the, the Zurich Chamber Orchestra and I thought I'd bring you a little track to get you dancing this Monday morning. Let's have a bit of a listen now. Thanks, guys. That was fun. That's a bit of Odessa burglar uh, there. T- tell me a, a bit more about that. Odessa, of course, is a, a, a name, a place that we've been hearing a lot in the uh, news, Russell. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, a Ukrainian dance that Daniel Hope's chosen from that album, I, I think with a nod to what everything's going on in that part of the world at the moment. It's a very politically connected guy. Um, it's just got that fantastic danceability to it, hasn't it? It does. It, it um, has a lot of uh, a lot of pace um, <laughs> with it. Do people sort of underestimate how much new classical music? Uh, it sounds like a contradiction. How much new classical music <laughs> is coming out? It's not a contradiction. I mean, this music doesn't belong in the past. A lot of it did, we do have from a long time ago. Um, but there's there's so many pieces of music being composed now, especially here in Australia. We have some great composers here in Australia coming up. Um, some young composers, um, Holly Harrison's one to look out for. She, she's hugely influenced by the works of uh, Lewis Carroll. And they all seem to be named after like the Jabberwocky or Alice in Wonderland or anything like that. And it's just so imaginative. Um, local concerts um, from your local orchestras will always be regularly programming new pieces of music. Uh, I live in Adelaide and we're always getting works by Jan, uh, Jack Buckskin 
Anne Corse and people like that. So it's happening. It's a real, it's a living art. It doesn't belong in a museum. And of course, there's a wonderful uh, composition program at the Adelaide Conservatorium of Music um, at the University of Adelaide as well, is, where some of our up and, young up-and-comers are, are learning the trade. So the rest of us just have to pay attention and, and listen to the music. That's, that's right. Uh, Russell, so good to talk to you. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thanks, Sally. That's uh, Russell Torrance there, the host of ABC Classic Mornings. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.